This is episode 18 of Essential Oils by Design. Hi everyone, you're listening to Essential Oils by Design, the podcast about essential oils and human design and how they work so beautifully together. We're your hosts, Nani Chisire and Raz Isbell, and there's three things that we're both passionate about, essential oils, human design, and making the world a better place by helping people get both in their lives. Hi, Raz. How are you going, Nani? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well too, thank you. Today, we're going to talk about love, and in particular, we're going to talk about self-love or loving yourself. Yeah, Nani. Self-love is such a massive topic, isn't it? I think it's one that so many of us grapple with. Yeah, and Valentine's Day puts the emphasis on loving someone else or someone special in your life. But a lot of what we're going to talk about today is how you are that someone special and that the celebration and love and affection can be for you this year, any day of the year. Yeah. And without sounding like a broken record, because there is so much of this talk going on, particularly at this time of the year, as you said, if you don't love yourself properly, it is really impossible to love someone else properly, whatever properly looks like for you. So today we're going to talk about how love shows up in human design, in the chart, love of self in particular, We're also going to talk about essential oils and how they can support you really, really powerfully in the act of loving yourself. So as far as human design is concerned, and this is, I I keep giving you different reasons for why I love human design so much, but one of the reasons I love human design so much is that it shows us who we are at the very depths of our being. It shows us who we decided to come here to be this time around. And when you understand that, and when you understand that behaving in the way that feels right to you is the only way that you can behave, then you actually start to love yourself. It's when you're behaving in ways that don't feel right to you when you're behaving in ways that feel foreign when you're being conditioned by outside forces it can be quite difficult to love yourself but once you understand what that blueprint says about who you are then all of a sudden you become very lovable and you start saying yeah that's who I am that's my special strength that's where I'm sensitive that's where I am vulnerable and that is okay and I love that about myself because There's nothing in a human design chart, once you understand it properly, that you can't love. Yes. I mean, this is like the number one reason why I love human design is because it teaches you to love yourself for who you are and stop comparing yourself to other people and just learn to embrace who you are. I mean, it takes time to see where you're conditioned to be someone that you're not. But once you start peeling that back, you'll even laugh at things that are are just who you are and you might just realize why other people love the things about you that make you who you are and one of the the first things we could talk about or the easiest things to talk about is loving yourself by your human design type of course 
all of the different types have different stereotypes about who they are. Maybe that's not the right word, but you might feel that you think you should be someone different, but there's something to love about just the energy at the human design type level. And so maybe I'm just going to ask Roz some questions because I think it's fun to, to find out what she thinks about this. And I can tell you how I think as well. What is one thing that you could love about yourself if you were a projector? If I were a projector, I would love the fact that I understand other people so innately. I just, I get them because that's what projectors are capable of doing. There's so many things about being a projector to love, including the fact that they are so wise, they are so sensitive, and they are doing a massive job for the rest of us. And if I was a projector and knew I was doing this massive job, I would know that I was worth loving. This massive job being holding space for everyone else on planet Earth. It's such an important role. And understanding that, I couldn't help but love myself as a projector. Well, I think if I was a projector, once I understood what the role of the projector is, I would love myself because I get to help direct people and other people do the work. And I would love that my talent or gift is in the directing and I would love that I only need to do as much work as my body can handle. Perfection. Yeah. What if you were a manifester? What would you love about yourself? I would love the fact that I am here to get things started. I have this ability to make things happen. I just tell people what it is that I'm going to do and I go and do it. And other people aren't able to do that. I can. I have this special talent of being able to make things happen because it feels right, because my soul is telling me to do it for whatever reason. That's obviously going to depend on my design. But for whatever reason, I can get an idea and go and do it. And I would love myself also because it's kind of my responsibility to do that. And that's a big responsibility. And, you know, that's something worth loving. I, if I were a manifester, I would love myself for being able to just initiate things based on an inner spark and not needing to wait for something outside of myself. And what if you were a generator? If I was a generator, well, I'm a manifesting generator, but if I was a generator, I would love myself because I would know that I have the energy to do whatever it is that I'm responding to and do it really thoroughly and beautifully and methodically And I would also love myself because I would have this understanding that I was here to get really good at things, you know, to work towards this level of mastery that other people weren't necessarily capable of attaining. And having mastery over something as a generator type is, it's so cool. And it's definitely worth loving myself over. What about you, Nani? I would love myself because I have a sparkly aura that pulls people into me. 
like a magnet. So I would love that I can connect with people that way and connect to what I really love. What if you were a reflector? Uh, if I was a reflector, I would love myself because I have this special skill of knowing exactly what's going on for everyone around me. And I would be incredibly aware of when things weren't going well and be able to, to do something about it to help other people to get on top of what's going on for them. And Nani, if you were a reflector, how would you love yourself? I would love myself because all the people that are around me would feel unconditional love from me because I can see who they are without any conditioning. And what that means is I can see who they truly are. And so they would just feel that they're seen and that they can be who they are around me. What about if you are a manifesting generator? (laughs) If I was a manifesting generator... I would love myself because I can do a lot of things, get a lot of things done. I have that gorgeous magnetic aura that Nani was referring to before when she was talking about being a generator because that is part of being a generator type. And I would love myself because I know I'm here to achieve a lot very quickly and and this is a big one as a manifesting generator this is something that we've all lived with for most of our lives I actually make mistakes and it's okay and I can still love myself when I make those mistakes instead of feeling bad about them because I know they're part of who I am and that's okay what about you Nani if you were a manifesting generator how would you love yourself I would love myself because I find shortcuts all the time. And like Raz said, sometimes I make mistakes, but I just go back and fix them if I need to, no problem. And I love myself because I can be heard. I have a powerful voice. So yeah, I just want to give you a very quick example of that making mistakes thing for all you manifesting generators out there. And my ability to continue loving myself in spite of the fact that I've made a mistake and albeit not a huge mistake. I had a gorgeous client earlier this week and I've just come back to work and I'm very, very busy with clients at the moment. I've got lots of, seeing lots of people. And um, I do follow up with my clients and I actually sent one of my clients a letter, quite a detailed letter with some information that they needed from our session. And I addressed it to someone else (laughs) because I was going fast and skipping steps like going back and checking my work and making mistakes. And this gorgeous client sent me a letter back thanking me for the note and not making reference to the fact that I had called her by the wrong name in in my letter to her, which was very sweet of her. And I just thought, oh, there we go. There's the manifesting generator at work. And I sent it back a note apologising and I just said, look, you know, this is what we do. We, we make mistakes. And um, I apologise because I still don't think it's necessarily acceptable. But in the past, before I understood my human design, I might have well lost sleep over that, the fact that I had made that mistake. And now I fully understand it's part of who I am and it's okay. And there are so many examples of this kind of behaviour for every type. 
So cut yourself some slack. No, you're not here to do everything. No, there's no such thing as perfect, no matter what type you are. And love yourself. So a lot of the reason why we don't love ourselves for who we are or even like what human design type we are is because we've been conditioned and we're conditioned by society, maybe a religion or families. And it's, it's not on purpose, but it's just like energies that we're taking in from other people and thinking that our energy, but yeah, we carry a lot from our past and that influences how we are in the present and how we'll be in the future. So learning to shed what isn't yours is very important. So the more we're out of alignment and taking in things that are not ours or like wearing a mask in essence, the more we might be in pain and cannot be truly open to loving ourselves. So maybe Roz can share a little bit more about, it's called deconditioning in human design. I guess people use different words. It's like unbecoming who you are not. In my practice, I call it permission to be yourself. So maybe Roz can tell us a little bit more about how that can help you love yourself more. Yeah, so... When you first come across human design, you can call that day one. And Ra-Uruhu, the original channeler of human design, he taught that it takes seven years to decondition yourself. From the time that you meet your design, it takes seven years to become the truth of that particular design blueprint. And... Mm -hmm. That seems like an awfully long time, doesn't it? But I can tell you that it is a process and that you can do a lot very quickly if you work on certain aspects of who you are. And I think the first thing that you can do is just to understand your type and strategy, understand what it is that you're actually capable of doing, what your job here is on earth. And if you can understand that, then that's the first step in the deconditioning process. And then starting to understand what your energy is capable of doing in terms of the nine energy centres, understanding where you're defined and where you are less likely to be conditioned by outside influences. And the reason for that is because you have your own consistent way of experiencing the energy of that particular centre. So what I'm saying here is let's say you have a defined G centre and the G centre is the centre for love and identity and direction. And if that's defined, you have a very consistent understanding of who you are and what direction you're heading in. It doesn't mean to say that you love yourself, but it means that you know who you are. And when this centre is defined, you're not so subject to conditioning from other people, from other sources. You can be conditioned, but you're not as vulnerable to it. When your G-centre, for example, is undefined or white, not coloured in, you are very susceptible to conditioning from outside influences. You're very susceptible to mm. feeling like you should be someone else to feeling like you're not good enough, to feeling confused because you're someone different every day and taking on different personas that aren't you and feeling that you should be doing things differently. That's conditioning. And once you meet your human design, you start to understand who you are. 
and you start to remove those old patterns from yourself. And it's so freeing. And this is, you know, this is why Nani and I say that when you understand your human design, you love yourself because you can't do anything else. I just want to share an essential oil blend at this point because I think that it totally ties into the deconditioning piece. It's kind of going to help you shed a little bit and then flow with your love because when you feel lovable, it changes your entire perspective on what you feel capable of and what you allow in your life. Love flows two ways and the giving love part is probably the easier part, but lovability here is about accepting love as well. So the following essential oil blend will help you break down what is holding you back from receiving love for yourself and helping love flow into you and through you. So this is a rollerball recipe for 10 mil roller. You can call it I am lovable. So four drops of bergamot and this cleanses stagnant limiting beliefs and self-judgment and inspires unconditional love. Four drops of cypress and that teaches letting go of the past and allows you to heal and flow with love. And then four drops of lemon which inspires resilience in the heart while restoring confidence in the self. And then you fill the rest with fractionated coconut oil. And then when you shake it up and roll it on you can roll a heart on your heart or around your belly button and you can decorate it with hearts all over it or something like that <laughs> to just remember like just infuse it with love for yourself that sounds absolutely gorgeous Nani and I'm definitely going to try that I think it's interesting too that out of the 64 different energies the gate energies in the human design chart Four of them are specifically about love. So if you grab your human design chart, you can see whether you've got any of these. If you look at the G-Centre, and they all come off the G-Centre. You remember I just said before the G-Centre is the centre for love, love and direction and identity. It's where your soul lives, if you like. And these four love gates come off the G-Centre. So the gate 10 is the gate of love, self-love primarily. It's the gate of self-love. It's the gate of self-empowerment. It's the gate of empowerment of other people. And in its low expression, it can be the gate of blame. It can certainly be the gate of self-hatred or self-dislike, if you like, if you want to go there. The next gate is the gate 15. And the gate 15 is the gate of love of humanity and planet Earth. So when you have the gate 15, you have this love of planet Earth, Mother Gaia, if you like, and everything about planet Earth. So the humanity that inhabits planet Earth, the plants and trees and waterfalls and animals usually people with the gate 15 love animals or have some connection to animals it's just a general love of of everything to do with planet earth you might love essential oils they're from the earth they're gifts from the earth absolutely Nani. when you have the gate 46 defined in your chart this is the love of being human 
So people who have the 46 have this love of being born into a human body. They wake up in the morning and they say, oh, it is just so cool that I am a human, that I actually got to be a human being. And they love everything about being human. They love being in the body. They love the way the body moves. They love people watching. They love taking portraits of people. And and Nani's got the 46. They just love everything involved with being a human being. And then the, the fourth love gate is the gate 25. And this is love of spirit. Whatever that happens to look like for the person with the gate 25, it can be spiritual in a religious sense. It can be spiritual in a, in a broader, more universal quantum sense. But it's a love of spirituality, a love of the fact that, that we are all part of this gigantic soup. And people with this particular gate defined have as part of who they are this innate understanding, which oftentimes they grow into. It doesn't necessarily show up from the get-go. And this can be depending on conditioning, depending on your upbringing. But a real understanding that, that you are part of something much, much bigger and a love of that. So that's how the four love gates work. And in actual fact, some people are born with all four of those gates as their main four energies. And this is an incarnation cross. And we'll talk about incarnation crosses and what they're all about one day. But for those of you who don't know what an incarnation cross is, it talks about very much who you are. And when you have those four gates, the 10, the 15, the 46, and the 25 in your incarnation cross, you are born under the cross of the vessel of love. And these people, these cross of the vessel of love people, are all about love. That is what they are about. And sometimes it's a process. Sometimes it's not an easy incarnation cross to carry because obviously it's not always all about love. You know, when you watch the news or read the newspapers or look at what's going on on social media, you know that it's not always all about love. But these people are here to bring love to everyone else and they've got a big job to do. So if you know anybody who has cross of the vessel of love as their incarnation cross, or in fact, if you have, it's very beautiful. It's very, very important and um, your time is coming. I actually have the gate 10 as well as the 46, but the 10, which is love of self and empowerment. What I've learned is that it's not actually about like teaching someone else to love themselves or empowering someone else because you can't really do that. But like, so if you're a parent, I mean, that's just an example of someone that you might want to share this gift with or share this energy with, not gift, share this energy with. It's about loving yourself and empowering people by doing that for yourself. They'll see that you can love yourself and then they'll be empowered to do it for themselves. So that's just an important thing to think about for everyone that you can't convince someone else or lift someone else up to love themselves. Just love yourself and show people by doing it for yourself. Yeah. 
so so true nani and it's it's that setting the it, it, we would talk about it in sort of solid third dimensional terms as setting an example for other people but in actual fact as we move into the quantum age without going too far out there what's happening is people are seeing it in your energy they don't know they're seeing it but they are seeing it in your energy this this energy that you carry that is just all about love and loving yourself and empowering yourself and empowering other people and they are drawn to it and they will emulate it so this is how our energy works yeah and something and more out of the quantum but for me on a practical level that you may not think of as self-love, but it's probably the number one thing for me personally to love myself is saying no. And I have some energy in my chart that commits me, like if I commit to something, I stay committed to it. But this is really all about following your strategy for your type and saying yes to the things that light you up and saying no to things that don't. And you don't have to be a generator. You can be any type but following the invitations for a projector or following that spark for the manifester or waiting your moon cycle for the reflector, you can say no to things that drain your energy or no to things you are doing for someone else. You're loving yourself. It's not like the traditional, like taking a bath or doing the pampering, nourishing things. But for me, this is actually one of the most nourishing things I've ever done for myself. And I didn't know how to do this because I kept thinking in my head, you know, giving myself lots of reasons to do things that I didn't want to do. But now that I know my authority, which is within my sacral and saying yes or no to something, I just either have to ask me questions or ask myself the question and just know the answer. And if it's a no, then I don't do it. Yeah, I think having firm, tight boundaries in place, no matter whether you have the gate 29, as Nani was talking about, and I've got that too, or not, is one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself. And it's one of the greatest acts of self-love that you can show. So yeah, boundaries, say no when you want to say no. Say yes when you want to say yes. It's, it's a big thing. So I was just thinking, about what oil might you suggest to someone for setting boundaries or even just like the courage to say no? So clove is a great oil for boundaries and, you know, sort of almost drawing that circle around yourself that nobody else can get into if you don't want them to get into. So, yeah, I think clove's a great oil for, for that purpose. I like that one too. Yeah. I wanted to, I've got a couple of ideas for oils as well, Nani, for self-love. And one of the oils that I think is absolutely brilliant for changing the perception of who you think you are, for changing the, your own perception of yourself, is Clary's age. It, it helps you to see the person in the mirror as someone really cool. It actually helps you to change your perception of yourself. So try working with Clary Sage. It's actually in a blend that doTERRA make, which is very accessible. And it's the Women's Monthly Blend, Clary Calm. And it's a big part of that. And if you need to, you know, if you feel that you can get any, any benefit from working with 
clary calm from a therapeutic perspective you'll start also to feel changes within yourself about how you feel about yourself so i think clary sage is an amazing oil for self-love my favorite oil of all time of course bergamot uh, one of the reasons that i love bergamot so much is because i have an open g center which means that i really i never will have a sense of who i am and in the past prior to meeting human design that was such a, a problem for me not knowing who i was but now that i've discovered human design and i know who i am and i know that i'll never know who i am it's no longer a big problem but bergamot helps with that self-acceptance because even now with all of the work that I've done on myself with the planetary returns that I've been through that mean that I've had experiences that help me to cope with what I never used to be able to cope with as a younger person and that's that's a convoluted way of saying I'm getting older <laughs> and more experienced but even now I still have moments of lack of self-acceptance and when I recognize that in myself I just go and grab the bergamot and I take three deep breaths of the bergamot and I diffuse the bergamot and I pop some on my wrists and all of a sudden it doesn't seem to matter anymore so bergamot is a big one for me and of course frankincense frankincense is one of those oils that just has this ability to show you just how magical, just how beautiful, how amazing you are. It, it lifts you up in a way that no other oil can do and it, it can bring amplification to all of the oils that you're using for various purposes. So frankincense is just a beautiful one as well. So clary sage for changing your self-perception and liking that person in the mirror. Bergamot for self-acceptance for times when you are feeling a bit low and not wanting to be who you are and frankincense just for amping it all up. Thanks, Roz. I'll try those oils as well for myself. Another thing that, that has to do with loving yourself is rest and nourishing yourself. So sometimes when we don't love ourselves enough, we don't take time for ourselves so many people struggle with that idea of taking time for themselves or nourishing themselves or scheduling in rest. It seems like such a luxury to schedule in rest. And you may spend all your time like tending to your career, taking care of your house or taking care of others. Even just a couple hours may even bring you guilt so you wouldn't even consider taking a break. Some of this is from the conditioning of our society, especially in America. I don't know if it's as much in Australia. You can comment on that, Roz, but... America. It happens here too, yeah. for sure. Uh, society says, work harder, rest less. It's not telling us that we're not worthy enough, but in a sense, it's saying you're not worthy enough to take that time to rest. But there is nothing wrong with taking some me time. It can really recharge you, reset you, and re-energize you. And it's not just for your well-being, but for those around you, because it's like that oxygen mask. You have to put it on yourself first, and then before you can take care of others. And so there's many places where this shows up in human design. We did an episode about burnout a while back. So that's like deep, deeply not resting or not resting at all for a long period of time. But some types like the manifester, projector, and reflector, they don't have 
a defined sacral, and so they need to rest more than the generators and manifesting generators. But I am a generator myself, and I still need rest. I even have a defined will center, and I still need rest because I can push through things that I don't want to be doing that my sacral said no to, and I can just keep on plugging along. <laughs> and I, But I then get so low on energy that I get really burned out. So feeling valuable enough yourself to take rest is super important. So someone asked me this before. Resting is not, to me anyways, and Roz can tell me if she has a different opinion on this, but not just like laying on your couch or watching Netflix, which it could be, totally could be. You might need to do that for a long period of time until you recover. But sometimes it's doing something creative and getting your mind, like resting your mind from doing your work or parenting your kids or whatever it is. So you could do things like painting and that might be restful to you. Or I know an artist who like painting is more of the lower work for her, but perusing someone else's work in an art gallery is rest for her. Or rest could be like hiring a babysitter so you can go out for a walk. So even though you're not laying on a couch or your bed or whatever, you can be resting from different things that are wearing you out in your life. Absolutely. Do you know what one of my favourite things to do is? And some people throw up their hands in horror and say, how could you possibly do this? But I love going to the movies by myself. That to me is pure, it's a pure act of self-love. I so enjoy doing it. And I don't do it very often. I must do that more often. But yeah, there there are many ways to take rest that don't look like either sitting on the couch or lying in a hammock or sleeping. Rest is when you are doing something to allow those those neurons and those muscles to recuperate and regenerate. So whatever that happens to look like for you, as long as whatever it is, is is making you feel good. You know, it might be burying yourself in a novel. It might be watching a documentary on Netflix. It might be even going for a run. If that's your thing, that might be what self-love and resting looks like to you. Even though that sounds weird, it still might be that actually doing some really heavy physical exercise is what actually rests you. And you know what? We, I see that show up in people's human design charts. I can, If I look at somebody's chart and I see certain things in there, I can pretty much be sure that they are going to be a better person, be a more relaxed, rested person if they're exercising enough. Does that make sense? It does. I actually know some, manifest, well, at least one manifesting generator that made me realize that the meditation for the manifesting generator might be moving meditation. <laughs> like you might only rest your mind if your body is moving and maybe, yeah, like swimming or biking or whatever you're doing. Yes. And that's not for every manifesting generator. <laughs> I say that because I might know a manifesting generator that needs to move a lot and I might be a manifesting generator that doesn't need to move a lot. <laughs> But yeah, it's we're all different and this is this is the point that Nani and I are trying to make is that we are all different and when we understand that we are different and when we accept the fact that we are different and when we don't beat ourselves up because we don't want to go out for a run every single day because that's not the way we're designed or 
We don't beat ourselves up because we need to go for a run every day, which means that we're not spending time doing other things because that's who we are. Then that's when the self-love really kicks in. I just wanted to say very quickly, very, very quickly, I just wanted to touch on four centres that I think if you have them open in your human design chart can perhaps affect the way that you feel about yourself and that you know, can it perhaps make loving yourself a little bit more of an adventure. So the head centre, because the head centre is a centre for ideas and inspirations, if the head centre is open, you're getting ideas and inspirations from all over the place. And those ideas can take the shape of pretty much anything. So you can be with somebody else who doesn't particularly love themselves and be taking in that energy and be feeling the same way about yourself when it's not even your energy. The G center, as we've discussed, this is a big one. If you or anyone you love, kids especially, have an open G center, they are very, very vulnerable in this area. Self-love is always going to be a big theme for them. You need to tell them or tell yourself how lovable they are, how much you love them, how they need to love themselves because they are so worthy of love, because they are taking in energy from all over the place. They have no consistent definition of who they are. They are someone else every day. You know, depending on who they happen to be standing next to at school or whoever you happen to be standing next to at work or on the train or in the shops, you are someone different. And sometimes you're going to feel like you you don't know who you are and you don't. And that's okay. It's who you are. You are incredibly lovable. The will center is a center for self-value and self-worth. And when this center is open, you can really struggle with your own sense of self-worth. You can feel that you are not valuable. You are not valuable and therefore perhaps, and the will centre and the G centre are very, very closely connected energetically. You know, there's, there's love going on in the will centre as well. But you need to understand that you are valuable. And the last centre that I think can really affect the way you feel about yourself, and self, and this can be whether it's defined or undefined is the emotional solar plexus. So if you have an undefined emotional solar plexus, you are taking in other people's emotions. You you can feel scattered. You can feel all over the place emotionally and that can affect the way you feel about yourself. These are not your emotions. They are other people's. Get strategies in place to protect yourself from other people's emotions. At the very least... Give your open solar plexus time every day, maybe several times a day, to discharge the emotions of other people that have built up so that you're not feeling other people's crazy emotions. If you have this center defined and you can be high on your wave and then the next day or the next hour even, you can be low on your wave, you can feel in the same way as I just described with the undefined emotional solar plexus, you can feel very much all over the place with your emotions. You can feel, oh my gosh, you know, one day I'm high, the next day I'm low, the next day I'm high, the next day I'm low. Yeah, that's how it is. That's correct for you. That's the true you. When you're high on your wave, it feels great. It feels wonderful. 
when you're low on your wave, maybe it doesn't feel so great. But you know what? There's all sorts of things that you can do then. The number one thing you can do is identify that you're low in your wave and take a good hard look at it and see how you're feeling and say, right, I'm low on my wave. And the sheer act of doing that is an act of self-love because you're actually standing back from your low vibration. You're standing back from yourself and looking at yourself, divorcing yourself from what seems to be a problem. And then that's when you reach for the essential oils and you grab them and you smell the ones that make you feel happy and you start to bring your emotional way back up to a more manageable level. We're not saying bring it back up to the high. We're just saying get it off the floor. So those are where I think in terms of the centres, love and lack of self-love can really show up for us. Yes, thanks for sharing that because I hadn't really thought of it in that way before, especially with the head center. It, I guess that a lot of this stuff also tells you or could tell you people that you might like to be around more or less, uh, you know, like maybe the people that you might want to spend your time with or not. I know some people you can't help spending time with, they're just there, but just thinking about that can help you. But if you can choose... It's just something to think about. It made me think. Yeah. And you know what? Getting in a higher vibrational state by recognising what's going on helps those people around you anyway to get them into a higher vibrational state. They can't help it. Yeah. When you're vibing high, they have to vibe higher because you're getting in their, in their aura, whether they like it or not. Mm-hmm. The last thing I wanted to talk about is nourishing yourself. And for me, this is partially in your body and partially just like your overall well-being that Roz has been talking about. And maybe it's my gate 46 and loving the body and everything. But during the time of rest, you can like love, you've heard it called like love on yourself. It's not just about the beauty treatments. It's about like little holistic details you can add to your routine to enhance your life and health. And so you can use wellness treatments that are natural that help your body and your soul. And so taking care of your body shows that you have respect for this, you know, vessel that's holding you together here on earth. Some people call it, you know, a temple where your soul lives. So something I want to tell you about, and it's using an essential oil blend that is super simple and super awesome, is just using a blend called Deep Blue. And Deep Blue is called Icy. And you can get this in an essential oil blend or you can get it in a lotion if you get it in the oil blend. If you look up Deep Blue, you can find out what oils are in there if you want to make it yourself and then put it in a lotion. But it's really simple. If you have the lotion already made, the Deep Blue lotion, Deep Blue rub, you just take it out. And when you get home from work or whatever you're doing, you have a little time for yourself, just rub it on the bottom of your feet. You can rub it on your shoulders and just you're you're giving yourself you're telling yourself you love yourself enough to take that moment to do it it's gonna feel really good just because of the oils that are in that blend it helps your muscles and it just smelling it and taking the time to like slow down enough to do it is telling your body that you care about it if you don't like the deep blue for some reason you could add whatever oil that nourishes you either rub it on with a carrier oil or a lotion. I love that so much, Nani. I love the fact that you talked about doing it on the soles of your feet because that's like giving yourself a little reflexology treatment and reflexology 
it can be very, very powerful. It can be a really powerful way to support what's going on inside your body. And we don't even have to understand it. We just, if we just do it. In fact, I am going to give myself a little ice blue reflexology treatment straight after we get off this call because that's just brilliant. Thank you for sharing that. I'm going to do that too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I reckon we have covered an enormous amount of ground today, Nani. I agree. And we've done it pretty quickly too. Yeah, yeah, life is too short and it doesn't have to also be so serious. We can laugh at ourselves. We can love ourselves. This is our favorite thing about human design. It helps you step into who you really are and be comfortable with it and increase your vibration by being yourself and like Raz is saying you're affecting the people around you and it's like a ripple effect so yeah that's all I have to say I hope it helped yeah I'm sure it has I, I like to think it has this is one of the topics that I love sharing a lot. So we're having a workshop about loving yourself with human design in my town. And so you can go to beyouwithnani.com and there will be a link to events in there. And you're doing it with the lovely Emily, aren't you, who designed our gorgeous artwork for Essential Oils by Design. Yes, that's right. And we're also launching some guidebooks that are more they're called zines which is like kind of like a mini magazine it's a more visual representation and it's very digestible content and we're going to be sharing those at our workshop and in the coming months and i think we're going to talk a bit more about them in the next episode aren't we nani yes (laughs) i can't wait i've seen them and they are absolutely gorgeous so on that note I hope you have a beautiful Valentine's Day, whether you are with someone that you love or whether you are by yourself or whether you are with many people that you love. Please make sure that you take time to look after the most important person in your life and love the most important person in your life, which is you. So happy Valentine's Day, Nani. Happy Valentine's Day, Roz. Thank you. If you would like to get essential oils in your life, and you don't already have a doTERRA essential oils account. Nani and I both have essential oils businesses and we would love to get you started. So you can go to either of our websites. That's beyouwithnani.com, beyouwithnani.com or findyournaturalgroove.com is my website. And you'll also be able to see there what we do with human design because we both have human design businesses as well. If you have enjoyed this podcast and you might have listened to any other podcasts, we would love it. We would be so incredibly grateful if you could take some time to let us know how we're doing. If that involves a five-star rating, that would be amazing. But if you could leave us a review, we would be really grateful. It helps us, as I said, to know what, you think of what we're doing it also helps other people to see what's going on over here at essential oils by design so thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time bye nani bye Bye. Bye.